Hello and welcome to the Hypocritic Podcast. I'm Trent and joining me today is Nick and Steven. And uh, we are hypocritical critics. Hypocritical critics. Compadres without credentials. Do not take anything we say seriously because we don't really know what we're talking about. We just love these movies and want to do some research on them, talk about them, Mm -hmm. and disagree about them in most cases. Right, guys? We we disagree more than we agree, but that's that's what makes the the, the show fun. Um, but yeah, each week we go around the circle, pick a different movie, mm-hmm. and this week we got Trent's pick. This week is was my pick, and um, this was a big movie I enjoyed called War Dogs. War Dogs, starring Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. But if you could throw us five stars in a review on that platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, follow us on the Instagram at hypocritic underscore podcast. Yep. And uh, this movie, that. this movie is about. Well, they say uh, War Dogs is. They define it as bottom feeders making money off of war without ever setting a foot on the battlefield. Yes. So basically, they uh, sold guns and. Um, true story. A true based gun on runners. a true story. Yeah, gun true runners. story. Gun runners about a couple. Uh, Younger guys running guns, yeah. Uh, yeah, running heavy guns, I'd say. A lot of ammo, AK-47 rounds. In the end, <laughs> About wanna, a million AK-47 Don't want to ruin it for you, but we'll get into all that and the spoilers right now. How about that? Drinking the Cheers, Corona tonight, Trent. Nick. You drinking anything over there? Uh, drinking a hefty glass of H2O. What do you guys think I am, an alcoholic over here? You're drinking it out of a beer Yeah, that's beer out of glass. a beer glass. <laughs> <laughs> was that H2O? Or no, was my, that... uh, my, my beer's in the fridge. I'll probably have one in a second. So, Nick, uh, you went recording recently, I heard. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Um, so the band got a Airbnb up in the mountains near Aspen, and it was Very like cool. on this really sick remote ranch. So you like pull in and it's like straight out of a movie, you know, just big horse stable, all these cows, all this cattle. Very nice. And we're in this like private, we're in this like private house, like up on the hill. That's probably like 200 yards from their house, which was really nice because we were going to be tracking drums and all this stuff. And we didn't want to have noise issues. Uh Um, so yeah, we never been to the place. We weren't sure how it was going to sound, but it literally could not have been more perfect. It just had like this huge great room. We like moved all the furniture, set up all the gear, all the drums. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, man, just hung out there for like 3 days and uh recorded. How's, we were trying to record four songs, how but we only that, had time uh, for 3. Your new amp? I know you got a new one. Oh yeah. It it sounds great, man. Like I was saying that there it, it's kind of loud in terms of that like hissing sound it makes uh-huh. cuz like higher gain higher gain amps have the have buzz. that issue. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I love it. I, I dropped a pretty penny on it, but um Hell yeah. And Nick, I'm I'm not going to lie. You sent us a little sample recently of the of your music and I I was really into it. Yeah, yeah. Very I'm glad, man. I yeah, I thought it would I I think it's pretty uh relatable to like a lot of audiences, no matter what kind of music you listen to, but it's, it's really well jazzy. recorded. It's really it's good. Of, it's 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 structured really well. Your singer is really yeah. good. I think yeah, the whole thing comes really together. Good. The horns coming in it too. I think everything together is just really good. And I think um, Appreciate we'll, it. will you be able to get that on Spotify? I'm sure. Plug that. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll yeah. At least probably about four we'll months off. At least right. 
No, we're actually we're actually mixing it pretty quickly because like our drummer is producing it, so he's like really motivated to like get it out. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll probably go on Spotify and SoundCloud and all that stuff. But we're the band's currently called Listo, L I S T O, but we're Listo. in the Listo. we're in the process of like changing the name because yeah. uh, we never loved the name in the first place. So before we drop it, we'll change the name. And we'll like make that public and all that. Oh good yeah, stuff. We'll, but yeah, we'll bring that back appreciate, up later uh, then for sure. Appreciate the support. Oh yeah, for sure. What are y'all been up to, homies? Um, I got Just a birth- enjoying great weather. Honestly. I got a birthday coming up. Yeah, four days. Yeah, you do, Trent. Big Trent four over days. here. This guy's already twenty nine. I know, but how old will you be? Twenty nine. Exactly. Which is really strange to me. That I feel like that age is really kind of strange to me. Nick, you'll you'll know oh, what we mean 30. in a little while. Oh, dude, I'm already dreading it. Don't worry. It's yeah, it hasn't yeah, happened. I uh, yeah, it hasn't happened. I yet, love but. this time of year. You got March Madness coming up. It's like the weather is starting to turn to spring yeah. a little bit. Saint, St. Patrick's, Saint Patrick's Day. Day. Saint Patty's Day. Steven, I saw you just got a new uh, new whip. I did. I did. I got the uh, I got the Lexus GX. I wanted. I wanted something I could oh, yeah. do some overlanding with. So he's gonna check. He's gonna show it to me a little bit later. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna Perfect. check it out. No, but yeah, it looks it looks sick, man. Well, no, I, I wanted something nice, and it's it's uh it's really nice. But yeah, it's been such nice weather out here. Oh, Easter, it's just been blooming. I know it just it kind of turned from really <laughs> cold to just like you know spring. It has. I mean, what do you want? It's uh today's March twelfth. It's um, pretty hot today. We are in it for War Dogs. Thank you for joining today, and uh, we'll get into a quick formal if you guys are ready. Yes, the plot. So it's loosely based on a true story of two young men, David Pacows and Ephraim Devaroli. Div- uh, David Pacows and Ephraim Devaroli. Thank you. Who won a $300 million contract from the Pentagon to arm America's allies in Afghanistan. So very interesting story uh, in my, at like, just from my vantage point on this movie, didn't know a ton going into it, came out with the research learning a lot more. So I'm excited to unpack this one with the hypocritics today. Well, we're in stats and facts, everyone. War Dogs, this episode with Miles Teller and boy Jonah Hill. And uh, stats and facts, let's kick it off with the first stat, 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Critics out there, hypocritics out there. Um, Google users, though, gave it 90. Mm -hmm. Typically happens, I've noticed. And I said this in Ghostbusters episodes. Um, IMDb always gives it something in the sevens. Yeah. Gave this one 7.1. 7.1. Ghostbusters just released. That's why I bring that up. But... Rated R came out in 2016. It's a war comedy. It's also a crime biography comedy. What's a war comedy, Stephen? A womedy, but I think it's more a, of a crime no, biography. No, no, no. It's a crime no, 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 it's a womedy. Crimeography is a better uh, a crimeography or a comedy. Uh, one hour fifty four womedy. Thank you. <laughs> Took place in 05, 2005. Um, Rated R, took place in 05, but it came out 2016, August 19th, a day before your boy's birthday. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh. Shout out. Nice. A day away. You know what? That's um, uh, Courtney's uh, sister's son. They just had a baby recently. <laughs> That's his birthday. <laughs> oh, August nice. August 19th. Right before yours. Shout out, Wyatt. And uh, profit was $86 million. I'm sorry. Box office, $86 million. 
50 million budget. 50 million on the budget. Made 36. And, oh, 36 mil. Not too bad. Not great, but not great. Now, this is interesting. This is our first Jonah Hill. Not terrible. But interesting yeah, first not Jonah great, Hill. But not great. Having like, you know, <laughs> super bad. And these other really, really big yes, movies. Yes. Uh, War Dogs is a very interesting first Jonah Hill pick. Isn't it? I thought so. I definitely thought so. I mean, it's a good we also got or a chromography or a thriller. First time. It's not thriller. First time um, with Miles Teller, too. I thought was cool. I like him. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, have first, to get into him. First but we'll, time. I, I forget where, I, where else I recognize him from, but we'll have to Whiplash, get into bro. him. Whiplash, bro. Oh, yes. Whiplash. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. For scratching that itch. <laughs> I thought we were going to pop Miles Teller's uh, cherry on Whiplash because oh, that one's too. on my, my short list. But uh, yeah, Trent beat me to it. That's right. No, great movie. We'll definitely be on the podcast in the future. Keep tuned for that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, one hour, 54 minutes, under two hours again for Trent. Look and I, I know this is under the IMDb trivia, but did you guys notice that um, the real David Packhouse appears singing the Don't Fear the Reaper in the retirement home? Oh. He, that, that bald guy. Is that him? That's the actual guy. That's one of the actual guys. Is that, that right? Dog. He has a cameo. Courtney always would always tell me that when we used to watch this movie. She'd be like, you know, that's the actual guy. And that's funnily enough, that's the first thing you. That's the first thing on IMDb trivia. I did not realize that. I was going to bring the, the that sheet up. Sheet seller. Don't feel the. Sell, sell the sheets. He he was singing "Don't Fear the Reaper" by Blue Oyster Cult, which was oh, we've brought up before in the past. I won't. Real quick, this uh, this real picture of David Pacquiao's or Pacquiao's that you got on your screen, Trent. He looks like Voldemort, hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. We have Wait, the uh, we have the real Is face and the. R E E L face. Oh, he would have done a great one. And R E He looks nothing like Miles Teller, but that's okay. Now, who cares how they look? I mean, I, I, I. Well, how about Jonah Hill's character? Doesn't look anything like. <laughs> At least they have brown hair. This, this one yeah, guy's these, bald. David Packhouse is bald compared to Miles Teller, obviously. Look at Bradley hair. Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Jonah doesn't Hill have, and the. Uh, it's ever same hair, but different. Different. Like they can't class. get a picture of. Uh, it says no f- known photo exists of Bradley Cooper's character, whose name. No, that's funny. His his character was so interesting too. Bradley Cooper's like uh, anonymous, uh, uh-huh. super shady fucking character that could like <laughs> supply the whole deal kind of thing. But, but be- before it's all funny that. seeing him just come up. Oh, Bradley I know. Bradley Cooper just oh, was up out of You're nowhere. A super small role out of nowhere. Um, Nick, you see here, I got the Iraq war. This movie was completely about the Iraq war. It was started in March 20th, 2003 and went till December 15th, 2011, according to Google. If you just Google now, this it. is before the housing crash. Shout out our last episode, the big short, give it a great listen. If you want to understand no, this was during, that. this was during the housing crash of 08. Well, yeah, it started in 2005 though, a little bit earlier and then went through it obviously, but yeah, it, we uh we kind of we were growing up around this time, conflict desert oh, storm yeah. kind of stuff. Oh yeah. You know? We were growing mm-hmm. up right in the middle of this. Exactly. Um 
So yeah, we have an interesting take on it. I feel like a perspective I mean, we, we, on we it. We were very young at the time. I mean, I'm sure these guys were older, mm-hmm. you know, that were into this kind of stuff. But uh, they were. It yeah. is interesting, like you know, sort of living, you know, th- them looking at this war as uh, a way they could profit versus you know an issue with the world as a whole. Yeah, and just understanding about everything. Like I was, I have a Google Maps here pulled up of Iran and kind of Jordan and Iraq and Saudi Arabia, and then. I, you remember it talks about the triangle of death yes. in the movie. I got, I was just kind of looking into the geography of everything. So. But it kind of makes you second guess Ooh, nice like research, the validity right? of like some of yeah, the shit right? going on with like our government. Oh yeah. If this was able to fly, I mean like, well, we'll, we'll get into it. it but like was, these guys drive across, like you said, the, tr- the triangle of death with a bunch of guns it, because there's, there's, ba- there's shipping bans about like, you can't ship Italy weapons to this, you know, they get held up in Jordan at one point and then they got to drive them. Yeah. And it's like dangerous. Like, I mean, Oh, it's fascinating. I mean, there's, a, there's at one point he's like, dude, there's a dead body. He's like, dude, relax. It's a war zone. There's dead bodies. It's like, bro. Real, hey, real quick. It, I don't know if you're going to bring this up, Trip, but that scene, I, I just had to rewatch the trailer to get a refresher on it. But that scene where he's just like, he's like, you guys drove through the triangle of death to get here. <laughs> and they're like both looking at each other. And he's just like, yeah, it's like fucking we AI, we did. Tri- he's like, we, he's like, yeah. we drive through all triangles, including your mom's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He would have not said that to that guy. He but then, you know, what's funny. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that he, uh, they were, they they didn't even realize what they had done, but like I mean they they, they have, I remember when they pulled up on that one stop, things were like seeming extremely different. They're already in a, in a different country, yeah. and they're just out with this guy with a bunch of weapons, super like suspect, <laughs> and you're pulling up to this like super shady stop. So they, they I feel like they knew they had like uh, yeah gotten by barely. They and got they lucky. Barely as gotten this fuck, and this was like their big deal. This deal, they were making a stupid amount of money. Nick, on. Nick, he says uh, that's right. The AEY guarantee, bitch. We drive through all triangles, including your mom's. He said AEY doesn't stand for anything. What are you talking about? IBM it doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> yeah. He said international business machines. He said, "What the fuck did you just say?" That that scene <laughs> made me cringe. Get the fuck <laughs> out. Get the fuck out here with Steve Jobs on his ass. Also, I thought another kind of I guess this is kind of in the theme of the movie. We'll had get a to lot that. To we'll get with. to that Jobs comp later. Don't you worry, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> was with uh, Scarface. Don't you worry. There was a bunch of Scarface uh, yes. innuendos throughout the movie. He had the big poster on his wall. The big poster, yeah. Um, the like tropical scene. And you I'm could sure tell- we'll do that one day. I've never seen it personally. Oh, we should. Yeah, we should. But I know he, the theme of it, you know, Coke dealer. In general. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. And so they had a cool, I don't know, parallel with Jonah Hill in this movie with the whole Scarface theme. I thought it was a cool aspect. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think I have much more guys. I got a quick one. Go ahead, Nick. Let me jump on in here. So apparently, uh, and Jonah Hill has, has kind of gotten a reputation in Hollywood for like drastic weight loss and weight gain. Uh-huh. Um, but apparently he gained 44 pounds for this role. Wow. And he looked all, he looked every pound of it. Oh, wow. My, my man was a chonkers in this. <laughs> yeah, movie. you know, it was, was it was, chonky. he did that on purpose is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's just kind of got ridiculed for it too, because it's probably not the most healthy thing. Um, But I've seen so many interviews with Jonah Hill and they're like, how does it feel to be known as like the fat actor all the time? Or like, there's some pretty, Oh, there's some harsh uh, shit out there. Pretty bad like interviews with him. And he just like, he's like straight up like walked out of interview. Whenever people ask him like, 
the fat question, he 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 like will roast reporters uh-huh. when they ask that. I mean, that's pretty insensitive to ask that question. To it's absolutely totally. insensitive. To I, ask I that think question. it's it gives them all the right in the world to get up and like leave an interview. It's like I'm here as a professional because I know what I'm doing. Like, are you trying to interview me or? Are you trying to put And what's interesting is that he's doing He's doing kind of the opposite Nick in that he's gaining weight where you'll see actors all the time they like they get chiseled for a role but yeah. like the Christian Bales of the world will do freaking crazy shit to get How a, do they do that? A movie role. How do they well, do that? Not not even not even that it's like the the Christian Bales and the Walking Phoenixes when they like slim down and get skinny as fuck Nuts. for these movies they're almost like idolized as like wow that's so impressive that they were able to do that whereas like if Jonah Hill does it as like an overweight actor it's like it's like looked down upon you know there's kind of like a double standard yeah that's true and you know what else it is it feels like it's almost like David Blaney or something it's like almost like a trick on your body that's different yeah and you're getting into weird realms of acting if you're that committed. Um, which is cool. You know, it also says Jesse Eisenberg and Shia LaBeouf were considered to, as to star Jesse Eisenberg from uh social ne- social network and, uh, okay. uh, zombie land. And, um, yeah, yeah. Obviously Shia LaBeouf from even Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> Need I say more and holes. Um, oh, well that's in the future for sure. So, uh, let's kick off that five, 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 five. And welcome back to the five for five, everyone. It's good to stay alive for War Dogs. Trent Miller hosting. Jerry, Jerry. And let's do this. Nick and Steven head to head. Let's see who comes out on top in today's showdown. This week of five for five, Nick Jones versus Steven Strada. Trent Miller's giving the test. We'll see this shit go down. Five questions for five dollars on the line this week and every week. Every week. Question number one is... What you got for us? How much money was the entire USAC bill during the Iraq war? Oh, I know it. Of which the taxpayers funded. I was joking about this with you before we got on. The answer choices are... I I knew this about two weeks ago, but I don't think I know it anymore. But go ahead. Three billion? Three point five billion? And four point five billion. Those are the answer choices. One more time for me. Three billion, three point five billion, and four point five billion. And Steven isn't so confident anymore in today's five for five first question. <laughs> five for five, I'm not that confident. Okay, uh, who wants to start her off? I'll give it a um, gentleman's try. Yeah, Nick, go ahead. I'm uh I'm gonna go a three fiver on that. You know it's a fiver, don't you, we Nick? We got Nick locked in. I don't know that. On the three fiver. Well, it is definitely a fiver. I just can't remember if it's three or four. You son of a bitch, Trent. Well, I guess it gets a 50-50 shot then. I'm going to go three fiver also. Steven go three fiver also corrected. Choice was four fiver. Damn. Oh. I thought... No. For some reason, I thought it was 1.5. Dang, that was but close, I wasn't, though. That was I wasn't close. listening properly. Question number two is, what type of gun was pointed at Miles' face in the intro scene? Oh, I know this. For sure? You know this one? Yeah, I know this one. Okay. Name and numbers, I think. 
Answer choices are a Stubnose Smith & Weston, a Beretta 92, a Keltec PMR, or a Jericho 94. I know. Nick, go ahead. Nick, go ahead. Uh, can you can you read B and D for me again? Or sure, just B, sure, really? sure. <laughs> just B. I just want to know B. Stubnose Smith & Wesson, a Beretta 92, a Keltec PMR, or a Jericho 94. Now, all of these guns have been referenced in past episodes and current episodes. So yeah. we'll see who wants to go first. Nick, I think it's you this time. Steven's looking real no, I went, cocky. I went first last time. <laughs> no, Nick, I know. Does Steven he, know for sure? Steven I know. Knows yeah, yeah, they go. Um, so I know that they say Jericho because I wrote down that they cost $300, but I can't remember if he pointed it. You said it's the intro scene when... Yes, the intro when, scene when, with uh, Miles. Bradley Cooper's gang is like pointing the gun at him. Yes. Okay. The very beginning oh, of the movie. Brother. It's either Beretta or it's Jericho. I'm just going to, I feel like it's a trick question, but I'm going to go Jericho. Steven? Correct answer is. But Jericho. The, the Jericho. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. They, 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 uh, they take the Berettas to Italy or to, to Jordan. Across the triangle. Oh, to Jordan. Yeah. To Jordan. Yeah. Good question. Um, Good question. Um, speaking of which the, uh, ammo, I think, I think it goes to Jordan, but then I think it goes to, I think they, they send it to Baghdad. Is that, I'm pretty sure that's the sequence. It gets, of it gets held up in Jordan. And I think they're trying to take it to Iraq or Baghdad or somewhere. They're and, in, and, they, and they're not able to because, well, oh, oh, this well, is isn't it, it that is they're, it. they're Italian, they're Italian made. And then I think there was an Italian trade ban. Uh, between Spain, Italy, or Italy, Italy and Iraq, yeah. I believe, and then that's why they had to go to Jordan to smuggle it from Jordan into Iraq because they couldn't yes. go straight from Italy. And and it was actually Amman uh, is where yeah. it was specifically. He's like, we never leave the office, and he's like, do you have your passport? Because we got to go to Jordan and figure this shit out. <laughs> yes, exactly. And actually, it was it's called Amman. Um, I think that's how you pronounce the city. But anyways, they have to get some ammo from Bag or from Amman, Jordan. I think is what it is to Baghdad. And um, you remember they take the car ride that way. How many kilometers is it from those two distances? Oh, interesting. Okay. Answer choices are eight hundred, nine hundred, or one thousand kilometers. Now, from Nick, from Jordan to from Amman to to uh, Baghdad, you said. Yes, that's One correct. Way? That's correct. Driving. Yes. Oh, I have no idea. Via okay, miles. One more time. Said so this is the best smuggler in all of Jordan. So yes, <laughs> he goes to Baghdad four or five times a week. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to help Nick, this is Baghdad over here with in Iraq. Can you see my screen here? Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, and then Amman is over here, and it's right next to the Mediterranean Sea okay. in Jordan, which is right right close to Jerusalem, is where Amman. Okay. Interesting. Little Interesting. little geography lesson for you today, folks. Listeners have no fucking clue, but uh, let's continue. <laughs> they might. On they might with the with the question one more time on those answers. Eight hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred, or one thousand kilometers. Ugh. 
And this was specifically said, or you? Just and they go through the bullshit. triangle of death over here. This is this yeah, is how long. This it. is that pretty much. That's straight. Yeah, it's that straight shot. It's that highway. That that like dirt highway that they get Trent, stopped you're on. Really throw me with off. the yeah, cigarettes. We week with the three answer choices. The three answer choices. You messing with you, Stephen? I'll let you take the reins on this one. I'll go first, I suppose, since we clearly both don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I'm feeling like it was 900. Steven locked in. Oh, I was between 8 and 9. Just because Steven's hot right now, I'm going to go 900 as well. Okay, you're going with the hot hand. That's a decent strategy. Usually is going well when you play the five for five. However, <laughs> the correct answer is 800. I'm so sorry to tell oh, the both of you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and actually, it's, it's actually... I had a synthetic CEO going with Nick right there. If he you, was betting on me if, to win every time. I that's mean, exactly what it was. I was thinking the same thing, Steve. Create a synthetic if, CEO. Um, if you were to drive this, I looked it up, it's nine hours and 46 minutes without traffic. <laughs> <laughs> or checkpoints. Which they had a little checkpoint in the. In so the, the free gas. They free had, gas. They had one really sketch checkpoint. Actually, two. I guess they had to get gas. Yeah. Oh, that was a fucking super sketch how, checkpoint. How are they getting free gas? Yeah, how the fuck does that work? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I just guess incentive to like come here. Well, they have all the oil over there. So, so like he's like, oh, free gas. He's like. Yeah, probably because you don't want to fucking be here. Yeah, so I thought that was this interesting. This is a fucking war zone and there's shit going down, but like, yeah. To have yeah. a gas station. Well, there's a lot of stuff up. we don't know as Americans, you know. We didn't we weren't there. True, true, true. So, true. so seeing this, you know, some of it's dramatized, but, but also now some they, of it's they apparently find a dead body at that one first stop. That already you're like, fuck, I don't care what country I'm in. I'm not trying to be around dead people that like aren't. Well, they're in a war know, zone. Like, they were in a war zone. So No, and that's what he was like, dude, we're in a war zone. It's like, yeah, man, but like we probably shouldn't fucking be. So you neither of you got that one right. Okay. So we got um Nick's two and you've got one, Steven. Yes. Or actually, no, Nick, you don't you both have one. I'm sorry. Question number four is Maybe, I don't know. Ralph, their silent partner, fronted the money for the guns and bullets uh, for how much of a partnership percentage in AEY? Oh, I think I know. Go ahead. And by the way, Stephen has two and I have one, but uh, can you repeat the question? Ralph, their silent partner, fronted the money for the guns and bullets for how much of a partnership percentage in AEY? How much per, How much equity does he own in AEY? Right. His yeah. silent partner. Um, is the, the answer choices are 45%, 30%, and 25%. Oh, shit. I thought it was 15. Oh, those are, that's not an answer choice. So. Yeah, I know. It's definitely not 15. <laughs> I deducted it as much. <laughs> one more time on the answers. All right, one more time. Yeah. Fuck this question. Okay, well, let me also preface... Each of these answer choices is one of their percentages. They broke it down for us, but specifically the silent partner was either 45, 30, or 25. I know my answer. Go ahead, Nick. 45, 30, or 25? Correct. It's been a while since the two of you have watched this movie, so I got a little bit of an advantage. Yeah, just, a, just a preface. Yeah, it, 
we uh we had to reschedule this pod after we watched it, but it's all right. Took a couple right. weeks. Um, took a couple, a couple week, weeks, yeah. but that doesn't mean it's still not going to be dropping weekly for you guys. Okay, that's right. That's yeah. right. Maybe that'll stop when I not, not trying to make excuses <laughs> over here. You know, this just isn't my best performance. Okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the lowest. I'm gonna go 25. I'm going 25 also. Good choice, boys. 25. percent Nice. I'll be surprised. How much miles get? Miles Weren't got they like 30, 50, 50, 30. Well, obviously Miles got 30 because it was like Jonah's baby. Yeah. You know, Jonah, he, Jonah brought him into it. Yeah, exactly. And knew what was going on. I was like, I just need help, but I, I wanted to bring, you know, one of my boys. Yeah, on. exactly. And speaking of Jonah, um, this next question is revolved around him in, um, in Jordan and, in, in Amon, I believe he's like talking to the guy trying to haggle you know, uh, the the guns because they got jacked in Jordan. Isn't that what happened? The guns got taken in Jordan. But the question is, what brand of sunglasses was he trying to purchase off of the Jordanians <laughs> when looking for their guns? <laughs> I remember that scene. Okay, so the answer choices are, this is, these are brands of sunglasses. Right. Um, answer is it choices said? Are, yeah, it said. With some accents, but it was said. Uh, <laughs> With some accent. Versace. Put the subtitles on. Versace, uh, Armani, or Lacrosse. Those are the op- I know. option choices. Go ahead, Nick. It's the one with the motherfucking alligator on it. Lacrosse. La- La- Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Lacrosse. Sounds like a sport. <laughs> it is the lacrosse. Am I saying that wrong though? Maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't heard that word in a long to time. To millions and millions of listeners. I want to say LaCroix, but I know it's not right. I think it's lacrosse, y'all. Yeah. Calm down in the chat section or chat section. <laughs> yeah, calm down, <laughs> Blowing everybody. Blowing up right now. I know, I can tell. We don't do this live. How Wait, dare so, you disrespect my favorite brand? <laughs> so neither neither of y'all got the 5 for 5, right? I'm pretty positive. No, I got... What, did we get that right? Yeah, you got that right, though. Okay. I got 3 for 5. I don't know about you, Steven. I think you got three as well. I don't no. keep up, but you know, I just, you know, just keep You just along for the ride? Trent, you, Trent, you wrote it down, right? I'll, I'll uh, tell everybody exactly what they got in the next section. Director in the cast. The director in the ass? Director in the cast, kick that ass. All right, let's do it. Start out with the director for this one. A repeat. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips from... Is he repeat? Drum roll, please. Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch director. Starsky and Hutch, shout out. Great episode. Listen back. One of my picks. A great comedy. I like Todd Phillips. With uh, He also Vince directed uh, The it's- Hangover. Yeah, and the, the Hangover jo- and the Part Two and Part Three. That's right. He's a big Which, time and Joker director. and Nick. He's, he did the he, Joker. He did the Joker. Nick's about to flip. Nick, he's this guy's killer. I, I old school aware. and yeah. road trip. Old school road trip, classic. It looks like his first movie was Road Trip. That's pretty road classic. trip in two thousand. That's pretty classic. classic. Tom and Green, then old school, and then um, School for Scoundrels. Never heard of that. But uh, the Hangover due date in 2010. Yep. And then followed up by the Hangovers, War Dogs, which was a great hit in 2016. 
took some breaks, probably just you know threw away some money, and then 2019 came back with a Joker. Yeah, he just threw it away. And now I love how Steven's just like painting this guy's life. He threw, he threw. His he money took a few years trash. off. He he t- took a couple good vacations. <laughs> he burned his money. Spread his legs out a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the Hangovers. Classic. I mean, this guy's made quite the resume for himself. The due date. It looks like he was a he was a producer on. All and you know, he's too. also the writer on a lot of these. He was the writer on the Joker. God, this guy's the this guy's the guy. He was the writer on this old guy school. Is the guy screenplay at least. He was the writer on Road Trip. Interesting. Okay then. And producers on a lot of these things too. He produced, directed, wrote, probably acted every single part. Like. You know. And you know he had to do the screenplay for this one too, because this is you know has to get on the big screen and somebody's got to make it into that from a real story. He did a good job on this one. Uh, him and Stephen Chin were, was the other writer, and uh, we can move on to the big stars. How about Jonah Hill? Let's kick off Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Obviously, super bad. Everyone knows him from Super Bad, Twenty First Jump or Twenty One Jump Street, Wolf of Wall Street. He was on Moneyball. I'm going to go ahead and say 21 Jump Street deserves um, more credit. I'm not into that movie. Can deserves more credit. I'm, it deserves more credit. And the unpopular Nick, it may have been on my. It may have been on my movie list. Nick, give me an impartial. Okay. Yeah, Nick, tell me what you think of this movie. I like that I'm, movie. I'm not really into it. So I know it was it's, based it's off the TV the, show and stuff. Hell yeah, Nick. Hell yeah. It's it's the odd. It's the odd uh, kind of gelling of like Jonah Hill and what is it? Channing Tatum. Yes. And you wouldn't think that they would work, but they have like awesome chemistry on awesome camera. Chemistry on camera. And, and I didn't think that movie would work, but um, I actually found it to be hilarious. Can I say, and, um, I want to talk to you really quick. Jonah Hill's early career. I heart Huckabees was his first movie, 2004. Hmm. He did an NYPD blue TV series, uh clerk position in uh, 2004. Also, 2005, he was the eBay customer in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, yes. that? yes. that's right. Dude, he comes in guys, and he looks at the things. Need... He was the 40-Year-Old Virgin. Is that, and then his, also, is that his next? Yeah. The year after, uh, in 2006, a couple years after that, Grandma's Boy, he plays Barry. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Grandma's yes. Boy. It's on my list. It's on my list. Too. It's, it's on, on my, my list. list. Don't you dare fucking pick that movie. Well, that is I haven't my, seen it in years. I think it's on Preston's list, too. So we should, probably on, we should think about it. It's probably on everyone's list. Now, that's such a good movie. I really love that movie. I'm glad you guys feel the same way because uh, it, he has such a small role in that movie, but it, you could tell it was really, really early in his career. And then... Um, that's interesting. When did he come real, out? Real, uh, knocked Up. What does he play in Knocked Up? Oh, then he was an Accepted. He's in that. Real quick, though, you guys need to see that uh, that GQ uh, interview with him. He he literally sits down for like thirty minutes and breaks down all of his roles and like how he got into some of these movies. That's cool. And uh, he he talks about a super bad role, and you know like Seth Rogen wrote those movies, which I didn't. I actually didn't know for a while um, that Seth Rogen like came up with those ideas mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, yeah. They talk about kind of how 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 Jonah was cast for him. And and Seth talks about it in his his interview too, how they like I don't think they were planning on casting him, but he was just so damn funny, <laughs> yeah. and he was like so committed to like just writing like hilarious bits and stuff that he was like we had basically like no other choice like but to yeah. like bring him you on, have basically. to with uh, Michael Sarah um, 
with Michael Sarah. Yeah. Michael Sarah uh, and him are so their good. chemistry in that movie. Jonah Hill's chemistry with Leonardo DiCaprio. He has a small role in forgetting Sarah Marshall as the waiter. Remember that? Yeah. Um, he's got Evan Almighty. Didn't, didn't Scorsese role. do uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, he did, Nick. He well, talks about that as well because he's oh. like the first time he's like you as an actor you grow up like wanting to be in a Scorsese movie that's like what yeah. young actors like dream about and when he finally got that role with Leo I think that was like yeah, kind of the start the star struck like I've made it yeah kind of for sure for and then also he did one with uh, he was in one of Tarantino's movies um Django. Once upon a time in Hollywood. No, oh, Django. he wasn't Django. He was one of the. He was one of those asshole KKK members. Yes, he was. But also, he, one of the movies that's on my list that he's also in is Get Him to the Greek. Um, mm, have you have you guys uh, seen the movie he wrote and direct directed called Mid Nineties? Yeah, the, I the did skate see that. movie. I actually didn't love that. I didn't movie. love it. I saw it also. I didn't love it. It was interesting. Does it was interesting. It, it was interesting. As growing up as guys that liked to skate as we did. Well, in the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah. Um, I think it was interesting to see a movie from that perspective. Now, I saw yes, the movie from that perspective, and I don't think that it was like that, at least for us. You know, we didn't experience. He was that. portraying a different part. I guess like something. No, it was a more. It was just a different. Uh, but yeah. And it was very kind of. I appreciated it. I appreciated the stance, though. Like he went out on a limb and tried to do that. Yeah. And him as a director, I know he's like try. He's stepping out of acting a little bit, doing. He's he's a titan and no, the but that's good. I think that's interesting that uh, someone that goes into he's doing unfiltered the TV documentary series. Well, I just think it it it. Uh, it's kind of a compliment to him that you know he started out as a as a comedian. We've kind of talked about this before about like some comedians it's hard to make that transition to or some comedic actors it's hard to make that transition to like more serious movies. Um, and I think for a while at like people like Adam Sandler couldn't really do it until he broke into like Click and then now he's got uncut gems and all this stuff. But yeah, um, it you like. You know, going back to high school when we first saw this guy in Superbad, would you ever think that he would be exactly a, a, yeah. a lead with exactly. Leo DiCaprio in like a serious big movie? Like, I would have told you you're fucking crazy if you told me that. No, so but I, I agree. I do want to say he's got a lot of right. He's got eight writer credits. Um, a couple of them being he helped with the story of Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street, and also Sausage Party. Do you guys remember that movie, Sausage Party? I couldn't get in. I couldn't get in. I, I liked it. I did think it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I liked it. I'm glad glad you yeah. liked it i thought it was funny it was um i need to probably add it to my list but it was a funny it little movie dumbed about down like, humor exactly you know nothing serious you have to take seriously but um i thought it was really funny the non-perishables uh, and stuff and uh it was just a funny thing but yeah. we can move on okay let's move on to uh miles teller now does miles teller actually play the drums Yes, he does. I don't know, but obviously that. whiplash the fantastic four divergent series the spectacular now nick have you heard him actually play like with a song like is he actually pretty uh got some rhythm i i haven't like looked him up playing outside of um whiplash but going back to gq gq puts out all these cool like breakdowns of like movies and things Mm -hmm. and they brought on a jazz they brought on this famous jazz drummer i think it's snarky puppies drummer trent and um he he broke down um or no i want to say it was um, Robert Glasper. They they took Robert yeah. Glasper and broke down 
all of the the famous jazz like drumming and music parts from all these movies and like told you how real or fake they were. And a lot of the stuff in Whiplash, he was like, this is real. Like you can tell he's playing drums. Um, and, and he would kind of go into like, how real is it that like the teacher would be like this upset and like throw shit at their students. Like he kind of breaks it down on that level. He's a, he's a pianist, uh, yeah. Nick. Robert Glasper was a pianist. Robert Glasper. Um, oh, it, it must have been um, it must have been the Snarky Puppy drummer. There was a couple different ones. That's freaking cool. There. Yeah, I want to check those GQ things out because I've seen those pop up on YouTube. Uh, but Miles Teller is most famous, I think, for Whiplash, one of the top movies we all thought about picking. A very very good movie will definitely be on the hypocritic future. But um, that that's a very good that's a really good music movie from uh, a study in, in an intellectual side of music, Let's- studying it and and being precise with it and getting it down to like a perfection. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me ask you yeah. both this: What's the first movie you remember this guy in? Watching a movie, Whiplash. Was I it, would was say it? War Dogs was the first the first one I saw. I mine yeah. was Project I seen X. War Dogs, so. Have you guys seen Project X? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're what? right. Oh Trent, you are so right. That is the first time I saw the, him. Yes, because he had that crazy party in this movie. He was movie. in Footloose. Oh, was he? But Miles and Project X, yeah. It was just a big movie back. Oh, I, I kind of remember this movie. I think yeah, I saw yeah. it a little. It bit. was it was where they like throw a big house party and they like film it and yeah. Um, Exactly. It's just like one of those big like high school easy to watch. Kind of it's so easy to watch those. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Throw one of those on. It's just like frat guys and like crazy, yeah. crazy but things. Rachel, going Rachel on. really likes them and uh I don't know but about you guys, but um he's a good actor. I th- I think he's a good actor. I think he's a great actor. Divergent, that's another one. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, Two Night Stand, Allegiant. Loved War Dogs. Get so. a job. Bleed for this. Thank you for Only your service. Only the Brave. I mean, yeah, he's he's known for a lot of different stuff. He's apparently in uh, post-production Top Gun Maverick as Bradley Rooster what? Bradshaw. Oh, that's cool. 2021. Oh, my goodness. Nice, Steven. When are they going to start bringing these new movies out? I, I like to look at this pre-production stuff if you like to look at the top. Have you noticed I mean, I don't been, know how accurate this is, but... you got to think some of it's After Exile, put on pause Oh, oh yeah. Have you guys noticed? Oh, 100%. They're putting all gotta, this shit on. It's got to be because of... They've been... They put on... Aren't um, open yet. They've put off uh, showing the James, new James Bond movie because of COVID. They put off so many of these big movies because of COVID. No, I know. It's kind of like messed up i think it's just interesting because i mean it's we used to talk about the numbers early in the day and obviously those have kind of halted but sort of seeing the 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 halt in the industry i feel like there was a lot of projects that were done and that were like we can't release right now because we're gonna lose a bunch of money we need to be in theaters like we need to be releasing this movie when um yeah so do you think they're just sitting do you think they're just sitting on these finished movies half there has to be at least some that are Oh really? Yeah, yes, I, it must yeah, be. yeah. We, need, we need to look into it, Nick. I th- I'm pretty positive they're sitting on these movies. Yeah. Shout out to you filmmakers out there that are doing it. We appreciate you. We need you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, like Avatar two. I feel like that's been sitting in production post. No, that that that's already been since that's we started already been announced. Pod. I think that I think they were they were super successful with the first one. They were like, all right, let's let's let's. It takes so many. It takes a lot of years to like produce and and, and make all this stuff. And I feel like they're kind of going to streamline the the last couple uh, or the last like four or five movies or whatever it's going to be. 
But I feel like you're gonna. Mm-hmm. I feel like when they start releasing, you're gonna get one like every year, or every two years, mm-hmm. like a new one, because they've been working so long on all these different movies. They're able to release it like instead of waiting, you know, a, a long time, they can just release them once every one or two years. Yeah, exactly. I would love to get back into the numbers though when they do start doing that. I that would stuff. Well, we, again. Sh- we should move on. Who else are we trying to? Let's talk do about? Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas. With she a nice, is with a nice accent. I Z. Smoke show. Is um, what are some Blade of her Runner. big movies? No time to That's die. Right, Blade Runner, yes. Oh, she's in that James Bond movie. Holy shit! The twenty twenty one one that they're yeah. putting off that I was just talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see that one. Daniel Craig. And then Knives Out, which I've seen, pretty decent movie. Um, I I think I remember her in it. She's pretty good in it. Annabelle, knock knock. I actually noticed her on a lot of commercials recently. She does stuff for like this brand called Only Natural Diamonds. Um, you would know that, Trent. Yeah, I, I got all the details for the juicy, juicy for y'all. Um, <laughs> He's got all the tea this She's week. from Cuba, Havana. Havana, Havana. Uh, at 14, <laughs> she started at the National Theater School of Havana. Um, but yeah, she's got some big banger movies. Yeah, I don't really recognize her from too much more than this. I think she's a newer actress. But Knives Out, obviously a big movie. Yeah, interesting. Uh, there was there was one person I wanted to bring up who had a very short appearance in this movie. Do you guys know Dan Bilzerian? Oh, yeah, Nick. I was going to bring that up. Yep. He knocks Steven, out. do you know Dan, you know, Dan Bilzerian? No, hold on a second. Let me find He's him. Nick, he knocks out Jonah Hill. Yeah, he he uh, gets in a fight with him at that that club. Is that a strip club? Um, or this something? guy, this guy always finds a way to like make it on screen in some like well, really he, short. He kind of Nick, he kind of made sense for this movie because it had to do with guns and ammo. Oh yeah, true. And this guy, basically, Stephen, this guy's an Instagram. I don't remember. He's who, a he's an. This Inst- is the random small guy in the club that hits Jonah. After Jonah he's, Hill, like, yeah. The girl. Yeah, because it was like his girl. Can you? Oh Pull up his page, and I'd be surprised if you haven't seen this guy. Yeah, he's like he's like a social media. I don't recognize guru. Him. He's like, an influencer. He's 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 like guru, he's basically become famous off of. Uh, he's basically started off like posting pictures of him and hot girls that like kind of blew up into this like I'm just gonna go to these most well, elaborate got, places. On you know what he is? Twenty-one Nick, acting credits. He's the new Hugh Hefner. That's what he is. He's, he's got he's a modern acting, day. He's got twenty-one acting credits. I don't know how so. you don't know this guy, Stephen. I, I I don't know this guy. Well, anyways, he's got this guy acting credits. I don't nothing that I've seen. He's in Lone Survivor with Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Um, Olympus has fallen, and the Equalizer. Basically, with military Denzel, movies. Denzel Washington. We should talk about someone that had a couple more lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a he's, he's a big pop deal. Culture. He's a big yeah, deal. No, it's worth talking about. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, who else? That I don't. There's not too many people that are coming off the top, but we could talk about Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah, out. let's talk about. Freaking oh, yeah. Brad, who I didn't is know this, was is this in our this first movie. Bradley Cooper. I was like, I forgot he's in this movie because he doesn't. He's this a, was his face is pops up. This was a very different movie place. for him too. It was. I, I don't remember, and I feel like actors can like they probably like they probably do these really big projects, and then probably can do like smaller projects on the side like this. Like, all right, you don't have to do that many scenes, and we can probably get it done like pretty quick. Like, if you want to come in. And just be this role, yeah, and like do these mm-hmm. shots with us real quick. You don't have to. He be can a do big any part role. of the movie, but like 
you're going to come in and you can be part of the movie, so it's going to bring some heat. But A Star is Born, Silver Linings Playbook, American Sniper, and American Hustle. Yeah, he can do... We've definitely talked about him before. I'm trying you know, to figure out who, where have we talked about him before. Which, which movie have we done? With Bradley Cooper, Wedding Crashers. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, Wedding Crashers, Wedding for Crashers. Sure. Yep. Shout out. Great episode. Shout out. What I, what I thought... The brother. Shout out. What I thought was interesting about this one is like... He didn't smile once in this movie. I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think you know, he did, like no. this was this. He's he's kind of used to playing that uh, not pretty boy, but you know he's he is more of kind of attractive. He plays in a lot of sitcom, yeah, rom com type of stuff. And in this movie, I was like, wow, he's actually really good at portraying. Like this guy looks like he's a freaking psychopath. Yeah, he um, does. With his big, his big awkward glasses and his just straight <laughs> mean mug face. I like liked his glasses. I actually have a pair. Oh, he plays yeah, in um, he plays in the rocker. Like I was telling you guys with Rain Wilson, <laughs> what did, with uh, the rocker, uh, kind of like a School of Rock kind of vibe movie. What, who uh, he uh, Bradley Cooper plays in this movie with Rain Wilson from The Office. What's it called? Uh, it's called The Rocker. He plays in that with him. I know he also plays in Yes Man. That's a good movie with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. He plays a smaller role in that. Um, the Hangover. Can I say obviously, uh, he plays Phil in The Hangover? But Limitless. Yes, Limitless. 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 Yes. Great movie. I I think that movie is one of the ones he really shines. Um. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's got. He he's been such a star now with even that music movie. Nick, did you like um the one with Lady Gaga? A Star Is Born. Yeah, it was pretty good. He's also the voice of Rocket in the Guardians of the Galaxy and like Avengers and stuff like that. Um, I did want to talk about this last guy, Nick. Can you see this guy, Kevin Pollock? Yeah. The silent partner, just because we talked about him earlier. He was in The Usual Suspects with Kevin Costner. I believe that was Kevin Costner. A Few Good Men with Jack Nicholson. Shout out to Shining. Um, oh, the whole 10 yards and end of days jack nicholas oh he's got a lot of credits dude interesting i don't really recognize him from too much but he does a lot of tv um, and by that i mean nothing <laughs> you don't recognize him from anything he's in joanna man you guys know that movie i've heard of it yeah i haven't seen it but um just a ton. His first movie was in 1984 or TV series. So yeah, he's an older actor. Wait, goes back. Ton of ton of credits. But if you guys don't recognize much from him, then we can head into that favorite scene. Favorite scenes. Let's stretch our legs. Favorite scenes from the magazine. From the magazine, we can really stretch our legs in this section and everything in between. Hi, Nick. How are you? Let's get into this. Favorite scenes off the top. Open forum. It's very much open dialogue. I like the intro scene. Truth. The the intro. He's. It says uh, truth is like poetry, and most people fucking hate poetry. Remember that? That that wasn't in this one. That was in this quote. Oh, was it not? No, it's not in this movie. <laughs> what movie was that from? <laughs> I don't know, oh, Trent, You have the oh, quote pulled from, up. I'm sorry. That's from uh, The Big <laughs> Short. <You> dingus. 
That's from He's like, show. I don't know which which movie is it from, guys. Like, I didn't just read the quote myself. No. Um, but I was but talking about the, the intro scene specifically when he's um it's 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 one of those weird intro scenes. Some movies have weird intro scenes. This one has like he gets pulled out of a trunk and he gets a gun pointed at his head. Miles. Miles. Yeah. And he said, That's a Jericho nine four four. He's like, It's a very reliable gun. You can get one for three hundred dollars on the black market. Yes. And I, then like I, it goes into the movie and uh but it was like really weird that scene he gets pulled out of the car and like I like that. Just interesting way to open the movie is what I'm saying. Yeah, they did a good job of opening the movie, and they said the thing about the AC bill, right? They they said a bunch of stats. There was that scene after that where he was talking about all the economics of it. Like, you know, you look at war and see patriotic bullshit, but I look at it and I see an economy. Like, Mm -hmm. it costs seventeen thousand five hundred to outfit every soldier. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, uh, "This is an economy. Like, no matter what any bullshit anyone wants to tell you, it's like an economy. It's uh, people make money, and when there's." money to be made then it's technically like becomes a business and that's what these guys were doing these guys were essentially like he says at one point he's like the the there was a i guess bush fucked up in some way and they they had to start doing these um government bids to these um these government these government it was I, cheney I, wasn't it it's bids so basically bids. Ba- basically they were allowing um like private parties to bid on military contracts. Exactly. So, yes. Um, That's what I was looking so for. basically these big, yes. the, the big companies like Lockheed Martin and, uh, you know, Boeing or whatever, some of these big like defense contractors were like big bidding on the big, uh, bidding on the big uh, contracts. So like Miles and Jonah were basically coming in and their whole strategy was like, we're going to bid on the shit that like, they're not even looking at. Like I'm buying like, you know, a hundred grenade or I'm selling like a hundred grenades or whatever, you know, and then they slowly start kind of building this empire from the ground up to they're finally like doing these big military contracts. And then yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're not focused on the crumbs, but I live off crumbs. Well, they're like, like, like a, a fucking rat, but like they're he kind says, of when, when you're dealing fish. with crumbs, he's like, you're dealing with millions of dollars in this industry. Oh yeah. There's so much money to be made even on the small crumbs. And exactly. they're, they're, they're like the small fish. And Nick, like you were saying, like the the big fish are like Booz Allen or Lockheed Martin, and they all are bidding on these contracts, and some will get and these guys happen to nail this big contract for AK forty seven rounds. But this whole little economy really opened my eyes because I didn't and then you make a movie off of it, obviously, a story like this, but I didn't know all this. Did y'all like understand that this was involved in the background of this war? No, and 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 but and the only thing that I could think is that um, Jonah Hill was kind of like a middleman almost between these two things. Right. That's almost like what I thought of it as. But um, yeah, he had, they had access to all these guns, and he even said that one that one scene where he goes to buy the weed and the guy steals his money, yeah. and he goes back to his BMW, which is an E36. Is that what that is? And he pops his trunk and he grabs, I think, I don't know. Well, this guy was a little nutty anyways. He was a little He pops his trunk and he grabs the the automatic, which I mean, like, it's illegal to have an automatic weapon in general. Hmm. You you can't have But he he had a class three firearms license, dude. 
No, I know. Apparently so, but it doesn't mean you can. That have That was a, one of my favorite scenes. Actually, you can have a hot barrel. Like, freaking he's like, it's okay, MD dude. Clip. I got a class three firearms license. I mean, that's not going to get you out of having a hot barrel MD clip and shooting it and like a gun in the middle of the trunk. A, yeah, in the middle. Like of that's not going to hold up in court for anything. <laughs> well, he seemed to get away with it. Um, no, he just did it, and I, I think that's what he was trying to portray. It was like, and how much of it was dramatized? Who knows. You know, if that ever happened or if maybe that really did happen. No, it did happen. It's based on a true story. Oh, that portion. Yeah. That, that scene. I doubt that. that I doubt really that. happened or if it was dramatized. Yeah. But they're trying to paint the scene of who this guy was. Maybe they're trying to, maybe they took a little liberty with that. But but I think also, overall he was kind of how they portrayed him. Yeah. It's like how much creative liberty do they take with it? Like the scene where they drive through the, tr- the triangle. It's like maybe they drove through the triangle, but did the U.S. military like come in and save the day when they're, you remember that scene where they were like in that yes, chase yes, and they're running away yes. and then the military choppers just come in and save the day. Like that must've been dramatized. Like, I mean, and, no and so, and, and let me, let me also prerequisite. So they, they did all that because one, they fucked up on the deal. There was a trade a week before they made this deal. There was a trade embargo against Italy. So they couldn't, trade this weapon that was manufactured in Italy to this place because there was an embargo against it. A Beretta. And the guy calls him up and says, I'm going to, he said, fuck this. I'm canceling you for cause, which means you will not even be eligible for another military contract. Like you get, you got canceled. Yeah. You're fired. And and you're You're pretty much listed. Exactly. You're blacklisted. They would never have an option to, um, to do this again. So he was like, willing to do whatever it took to get these guns there because mm-hmm. otherwise his whole fucking business that he's been working on this entire time is, is down. And that was, um, and they go to Jordan. You could, you could argue it's a bunch of luck. I mean, from, from the, from the dramatization version of it, obviously it looks well, like they were really, really lucky. Do you think that I, I would imagine the real story? They actually went to Jordan. They actually drove to Baghdad. I, I have a feeling those do you think parts that of the Marlboro story actually, actually those, those things bribed. Happened, but that's but fucking crazy. Do you think, you think they had a checkpoint? They were like, like, all right, what do you, what do you got in here? And he was like, Oh, nothing. You know, here's a, here's a, Pack they of Marlboros. Here's really the here's the whole right. thing. They push the limits. And he's like, on oh, it. okay. And he lets them buy. And he just like, is that part of it? I will say, I will say, after when I worked at Kroger growing up, selling those cartons of cigarettes, like there are a lot of cigarettes and a carton and a few cartons of cigarettes. So I can see that being like a currency. But at the same time, you've got two very white, very Western, very American guys in this car, very suspicious looking. Like I would be asking a lot of questions like, Hey man, thanks for the cigarettes. But like, what are these two white dudes doing in your truck? And why are you driving across like the border? Maybe it's like, don't ask, don't tell. But at the same time, I would be like, I bet they have money. Like, let's take them for all they're worth. Like we could probably hold them ransom and get the U S military to like give us millions of dollars. They show in the movie, they show in the movie that they trick those guys. But in real life, I think you're a hundred percent right. Like, they probably didn't end up getting like stopped because they would have been like, let's look the truck, look in the truck. Cause who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. And they, they would have been just, beheaded. They're going to give cigarettes business and try and use it as a currency. I, it just doesn't look, look, look a little sketch. Yeah. And we, we, none of us know for sure, obviously like we're just speculating. Mm-hmm, for um, sure. I could be completely wrong. Maybe they did get away with this, but I would just like to think, yeah, two white American dudes driving across the border with this random guy with a, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just random smuggler. It doesn't make sense. So yeah. So um, I thought that was a really cool portion of the movie. And then my one of my favorite scenes was 
kind of that whole, I was fascinated this was happening. So I was fascinated they went to Jordan and smuggled the guns that way. And then they smuggled them with the smuggler to Baghdad. But also when they get to Baghdad and they're telling the chief like, oh yeah, we're AUI. Like, what's up guys? We got the guns right here. You go, oh, you need a bunch of Berettas. We got them right here. And the guy was like, the guy, super military strict guy was ecstatic. That well, they did this. This is a guy that's like straight up like the commander of like a military unit oh, in this area. Yeah. And he sees a couple of white kids like out of nowhere just like pull up with these guns and he's like, he's like You're, You're telling me you just drove these like from here to here? Yeah. Like then, I don't know what you think you just drove through, but like you drove through some pretty rough trains. So like exactly anything and then goes, they're taking I, the, anything goes there, and we probably wouldn't even know if he went missing. And, and they probably wouldn't. Like if they went missing in that area, I mean, who knows if they would have ever ever even been found? Oh, they would have been no. They would have been gone forever for sure. 100%. I mean, like you said, we don't know. Yeah. We don't necessarily know, but like it's it made it seem like that. Like it was a bad war zone. Yeah. Like, Right. I, I do wonder how much of it is dramatized because it is very interesting to me. Like, I would like to think that there's more red tape that you have to go through to be able to just like hand to hand sell a uh, military general just thousands of guns, just kind of like very in, in a well, very if you're an international way. Arms and maybe dealer maybe and, this and is you have the well, right, but yeah, right. And, and maybe maybe this kind of just uh, is, is eye opening for me where I was a little bit surprised that this kind of business would, would happen. I would just like to think if like the U S military is like getting weapons from somebody, it has to go through a very like regulated process and just seeing two guys just show up with all these guns. And he's just like, Hey man, like where do I sign the paperwork? And they just go into this tent with just stacks of money everywhere. And he just like, okay, sign here. Here's your like payout. I'm like, does it really work? Well, that was the part. That was the part that was really interesting because he was like, you see all this money behind me, like all this money represents how much I guess they were putting on Saddam Hussein, who they he were was like they call him the Godfather. Or, yeah, like, why Godfather. do you call him the Godfather? He's like, look at all this look money, at all this money, man. right? Yeah, look like, at what all this money. We, like, what would you call him? Which is kind of has truth to it. Like this guy is yeah. is backing is the reason for all of this money that's yeah. getting paid out for these guns, yeah. for this food, for this HVAC, for the waste, just yeah. so much stuff that is gets involved with the money and and. It is like a business, but to to sum up, my favorite scene was at the end of that uh, drive. They like take a picture to remember the moment, and uh, I took a picture of it, so we'll post it for y'all. Um, <laughs> but I just thought that was a good exclamation point on the scene. No, I know there was a lot of good scenes. I think the uh, industry as a whole was really interesting because I mean, besides that one point, they didn't even have to like leave the office. They literally just went in. They had to work odd hours at night and everything, but they were um, the because they were doing like international yeah. calls and stuff. But and then it's, they got it's really interesting to think about what you can, what kind of business you can do with technology if you just know what's going on and you can get the right license. You know, then they started making bank. They're they're they started um, getting Porsches, I think, and then they started buying nice uh, after apartments. after condos. it was nice after condos. the uh, the whole Baghdad thing that went down. That they so they cashed out on that. That was a lot of money they cashed out on. Yeah, um, I think he alone made like six hundred thousand or something. Did you get all the numbers? Because you thought I would. I test. forget exactly, but I know that they made a lot of money each. Yeah, they both made a lot of money. It was it was going to be a big uh, a big payout. And after that, yeah, they got the match. They got the apartments in the same building. They got the matching cars, and and then they got the big, uh, the next big deal. 
Before, before we get into that, I, I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes that we kind of talked about uh, okay. off off script a little bit. Um, but I, I I thought that scene was really funny when uh, so for a little bit of like background, Miles Teller in the beginning of the movie, he's like basically a door to door like uh, masseuse and goes around and, like massages these like old rich guys. <laughs> And at one point, he's just like, I got to get out of this business. And he he has this brilliant idea to like start selling like bed sheets. And he goes, uh, he basically goes to brilliant. these nursing homes. Entrepreneur. And he's like, and he already bought like, you know, he already bought these in bulk basically. So he like has to sell them. So he goes to this nursing home and he's trying to sell the the manager of the nursing home on these sheets and um, it's 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 just so funny because like Miles didn't really do his research or think about you know he was just thinking oh they need sheets, but this guy <laughs> is like talking about the old people there, um, and yeah, yeah. this one of my favorite quotes is he says, um, he says would you wrap a lizard in cashmere, and I was just I was dying when he said that because it's just such a funny he he basically is saying like why would you why would you um, you know put put these nice bed sheets uh, or, or have these old, these people who are basically about to die, who are who their scale or their skin is like very, like <laughs> very gross. Nick, what he's why would you wrap an old person in nice sheets? He's calling all because of our, he's, an asshole. he's calling all of our grandparents basically. lizards is what he's, he's calling our grandparents lizards yeah. is what he's saying. And I don't appreciate it. And very the, insensitive <laughs> and unaccepting. But I did think it was funny too. I, I laughed. Also. No, but he, yeah. he was pretty much saying like, and I think at one point he was like, have, he said, have you felt the skin of an 80 year old person? He's like, <laughs> right. oh yeah. Like, you know, I'm a masseuse in my uh, other job. And like a lot of my clients are mis- elderly. And he's like, so you should know, like, why would I rap? But it just, it just, but then he they, was trying to make the point of like, you know, I'm not going to spend all this extra money for these people that. To rap a lizard and cash. For these like older people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he, he literally says after that, he said, I forgot that no one cares about old people, which is pretty sad. Yeah. I love. Uh, a well, good, it's, it's good. a good, it's almost like a good shark tank learn, you know, when they like go in and they pitch their products, they're like, oh, I totally forgot that this, this product would not be used at yeah. all by, you know. The people I'm selling it to. So. Exactly. Yeah. I like that it's part. It's a tough sell. I um love cashmere though. <laughs> I want to no, know what the thread count was on those. I know. Seriously, <laughs> they didn't even mention thread count. Like, come on, give me a fucking thread count. Yeah. So at least I can see what kind of bullshit you invested in. If you invested in some like high thread count, all right. He had boxes. We're talking. And boxes. Actually, he he may have. We we may have to fact check that he may have dropped the thread count. Now that I'm thinking about it, but <laughs> I know I have never I've seen that movie a lot, and I want to say that this movie is downloaded on my computer. I just have it on demand whenever I want. Mm-hmm. I have never heard a thread count, and I, it would mm-hmm. it would give me a little closure because you kind of think like, man, like who? Where did you the buy these from? And movie. like you know, you're just gonna buy a bunch of bed sheets and like you've never you don't have any prior experience I, or to to piggyback on that scene nick i did like how they transitioned it into the blue oyster cult uh live show and that song is yeah. perfect don't fear the reaper for this he's retirement like, home doesn't he it doesn't he say like uh oh i didn't even catch the symbolism on that that's great but that one point uh doesn't he say like oh that's he's like Shh, that's my that's my nephew up there he's really good yeah he's something yeah, like yeah, that. he stops the sales meeting he's like he's pretty good right yeah he's like stop listening to this pitch pretty like, good I don't right give a fuck I'm you should good. watch him he's gonna be famous one day 
Yeah, no, that but was. But no, good. I don't want to buy that, your shitty sheets. That was no. the thing about this movie is that it had a good transition like that. It had good Hollywood aspects to it in terms of just how they shot the camera and everything. That's that was another major thing of why I did enjoy this movie. Yeah, um, and it was funny. Jonah Hill had a different role than he normally has, but what a, I think it was interesting. It was for sure. What about the? Uh, Okay, so let's talk about the Bradley Cooper scene because that was really interesting part. So explain like what he was exactly. He was this sketch blacklisted guy who sold them a ton of So he was pretty AK-47. much from the what the movie He's on a terrorist. List. I only I only know from what Tur- the from the movie from Turkey is he- I've never done any research on this movie. Or where did they go to purchase the AK forty seven rounds? Do you know Bulgaria? Um, they went to Albania. Albania, thank you. Albania, yeah. So they go to Albania, but Bradley Cooper is this character that from the movie apparently is um yeah blacklisted from this market from doing uh, these markets so he's he's kind of doing uh deals in the shadow like putting other people like these guys onto these deals uh-huh. and collecting a percentage I uh-huh. guess yeah but uh from what Jonah Hill said is uh earlier in the movie this guy is uh mentioned and he's like this guy uh had has had his hand in everything they said when they hung Saddam Hussein, they he, this guy sold him the rope. Thank you. I wanted to bring that up, and I forgot about it until mm, that just was now. a cool quote. That was a great quote. So this guy sold him the rope. So he's pretty much, in theory, had like his hand in every big deal that's gone down in war. Was eventually blacklisted for I guess you know being almost a monopoly, Sketch. or I I don't know exactly how it went with him, but um. Well, what he did was, and he, I think he kind of fucked him over too, right? Well, he, what, fucked the, yeah, he, so, he fucked the kids. Over. So what he did was, I believe that ammo was belonged to like it was Chinese ammo. But yeah. first of all, it was Chinese yeah, yeah. ammo, so, and um, yeah, they were fucked, so they had to repackage everything. Well, that's why it was so fucked. Yo, so so real quick, so just to get a little context. So basically, they were bidding on. One of the biggest like military contracts that they've ever bid on. Yeah. A million AK forty seven. Like a million a million rounds of AK forty seven and they were like freaking out. Where are we gonna get this ammo? You know, we need to put this bid together. And then they get connected with Bradley Cooper and he was basically like, Oh yeah, I could I got the ammo. Like I could get it to you. I think he said like by tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. Um, no, he just said like, I can get it to yeah, you for like ten cents on the dollar or something like that. And he was like, I think Jenna Hill was yeah. like, That's fucking amazing. Yeah, right. He was like, so, he was like, so how many to, people? He's like, I can source the whole thing. And he was like, right. he's like, wait, he's like, you mean everything? Like that's a million rounds. He's like, yeah, I can source it. Albania has had this like stockpile for fucking years. Exactly. And like they're about to switch to NATO, and they gotta fucking get rid of this shit anyways. So, like, perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So they they basically go to Albania to look at the ammo in person, and then they. They basically only look at one crate of it um, that I guess it looks legit, whatever. And then they realize the rest of it is um, Chinese. It's it, all the packaging, all the boxing is labeled Chinese. And they end up like calling him up and saying like, hey, man, we have a problem. Like all this, all this extra ammo, it's like Chinese ammo. And he's like, who gives a shit? It's like AK-47 ammo. It works. And he's like, no, like 
we can't sell Chinese ammo to the U.S. government. Like, it's going to be sketch. So they basically come up with this elaborate plan to repackage it all, take away the wooden boxes, put it in plastic, unmarked bags. That's like saves a shit ton on shipping yeah. and logistics and so, all that. So this and is then, um, yeah, this is what I wrote down. I remember. Um, so the big deal at the end was the Soviet bloc providing AK-47 rounds, of which the Pentagon is clearly not supposed to accept publicly anyway, uh, for the means of the U.S. having soldiers use it against the Iraqi country. Well, why, what are they doing using AK-47 oh, rounds oh. anyways? And, and, I thought they are NATO. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not sure. Sh- well, they, they yeah, should they be all use, using like, like 5 7s But, but what, what, what was the kicker there? It was like the government never cared, right? It, what, what, what tipped them off? What was it that tipped them off to finding that they had sold the ammo? Like what, what happened, remember? Because it wasn't the government. The U.S. government didn't care. They ended up... Um, like somebody tipped them off or they got sloppy somehow and like left something on their computer that said like selling oh, it was something. Chinese it rounds. Was something. Remember they had like a sticky note or something when they were like rating them that basically said, oh, like yeah, it said they found um, a piece of paper. It said repackaged Chinese ammo or something that's like that. That's what it said? Yeah, yeah. like repackaged Chinese ammo. Like, that's what I got to figure out today. Like, yeah, obviously. Wait, so what? It's your what big res- fucking to do. Do we know what resulted from that? I mean, they still used it, I would imagine, but they just realized it. No, I think the they, result um, of it was that they got prison time, right? Oh, and they probably and not yeah, not they, enough, in my opinion. They probably did. I don't know. Do you know more about that? Night? Isn't that isn't time? that Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill got. Um, hold on, you guys banter. I, I well, I'll, I'll just say up. while you're looking that up, isn't that fucking crazy? This is this is what goes on in the world while we're all okay, eating here Cheerios for breakfast. Go ahead, Nick. So, so yeah. Speaking of speaking of Cheerios, um, at during the end of uh, War Dogs, Ephraim um, is sentenced to four years in prison, and David gets seven months. So David is uh, Miles Teller, and Ephraim is uh, Jonah Hill. So Jonah Hill got four years. Uh, okay. Jonah Hill got four years, and David only got seven months. And then he ended up getting house arrest because he cooperated. Like, how the fuck do you only get seven months? Oh, they, now, you the know movie what? portrayed it as David is like this um, guy that's like, well, how was the ammo packaged? And then the other guy was like, it doesn't matter how the ammo is packaged. It's like, does it work? Like, let's see if it works. We should. And, we- and he was always kind of like the um, even with Bradley Cooper, he was like. Yeah, I'm blacklisted. I'm on the t- I'm on a terrorist uh, a terrorist watch list. Oh, and dude. he's like, oh, I see. So he's like, how much did he get for the AK-47 ammo? It's like ten cents. He's like, holy shit. Yeah. He's like, how much can you uh, like can you do the whole thing? And then and then the other guy in that whole situation is like, well, wait, what about the fucking terrorist wa- terrorist watch list thing he just talked about? Like, yeah, he didn't. Maybe care. we should talk about that because that's a pretty big deal. So that brings up uh, another favorite scene of mine was when they're test he's like does it work does the ammo work and then he takes it out back and they play wish you were here by pink floyd in slow motion of him slow motion of him with this ak-47 just blowing blowing hot fucking ammo that was such a good fucking scene man that was a cool scene so what i was gonna say about the the um jail time was yeah they they committed fraud you remember that they forged all the bank statements yeah, they, he they, had all his different pins in front of him. They made bullshit like, about the doing, books. Yes. Cooked the books. And yeah, three Should years. Should we talk about years? that being an auditor or CPA? Oh, it's a huge auditor. issue. You fucking can't do that can shit. You spot the, can you smell that shit from a while Dude, away that's a huge what? issue. You can't just produce no, bullshit forged documents. 
Um, so that's a fraud is a big deal. But that. ask you for a friend. What is the statute of limitations? <laughs> um, so yeah, Bradley Cooper was barred from doing any operations with the U.S. government. Uh, we talked about that, and then yeah, he said if Saddam uh, Hussein was a legend, or no, his name was Heidi M. Henry Gerard, Sasan Heidi M. Henry Gerard. That was what. That was Bradley Cooper's. Yeah. Was yeah. a legend among arms dealers. When it was said uh, Saddam Hussein was hung for what they call crimes against humanity, it was said Henry sold them the rope. Yes. Yep. Whew, guys. I think with that, Jeez. we should get into this GD review. Oh, reviews. my gosh. We just freaking killed that episode. Um, let's bury it. it. Why don't you go first? You picked it. Okay. Team Mildo on the real doll. Now I'm surprised Trent picked this. I'm let's, surprised let's Trent. Do. Oh, are you? Are I you? am. Oh, are you? Nick, are you surprised? Nick's not surprised at all. I got I got some hot takes for you. I can't Good, wait. Ben Stiller. Let's go. Okay, let's listen. We to should this. explain when um one of us sends the Ben Stiller meme. <laughs> it means that somebody's coming into the episode with something. Nick started this, or, or they weren't. It's a hot take on. Nick the episode. started this when I think I believe I had Flyboys. It's it's the scene. He, he, it's he scene came from in Zoolander. with Ben Stiller meme walking through the coal mines. Yeah, yeah. It's Ben Stiller his first scene walking through the coal mines, and he says with swag, "This is me." About to rip Flyboy's a new asshole. Exactly. <laughs> Something like so that. So now it's become, it's gotten a... <laughs> so like, now if like one of us joke. sends that meme before an episode, we, we kind of know. know. Yeah. So we'll get into Nixon just a second. I didn't, I didn't send it though. I don't think I no, sent it. No, you sent it. You did. You did. <laughs> I don't think I, I asked. I was like, oh, did said? I? Yeah, a while ago. I don't remember. It was like ago. two weeks ago. Um, but anyways, he's not denying it. it. Okay, so. Not denying War it. Dogs with Jonah Hill and Miles. I um. I was going into this, like, I didn't know it was, you know, even a movie. Wasn't on my radar at all until Netflix popped it up maybe two, three months ago. And um, and I saw Bradley Cooper. I was like, right, let's watch this. Really enlightened me, uh, like, more so than I had ever realized on any of the stuff about Iraq and the war. And then doing the research on top of it. Because like we said earlier, we were pretty young when this was going down. I mean, we were in high school, middle school when this was really going down. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed doing research on this. I, I watched and was like, this is the perfect example of something I need to do for an episode. Um, that's why I love mm. doing this with you guys because we dive deep into these things. So the movie then in general was just so fascinating that I really enjoyed um, the aspect of the movie. Jonah Hill's character obviously was dramatized a lot. He was like, ah! I love his character though. I he, love. Oh, yeah, it. he has laugh. His fucking laugh. He, like, laugh. <laughs> he, he tried something, and he, and it kind of worked. And I like the the the. I no, we haven't watched Scarface, but I do like that kind of. He was that character for the movie, I guess. And a lot of Miles's acting in this was really good. I think it highlighted him as a great actor. And then just learning about more of this movie and this story was really cool. Um, so I mean, damn. When you said good, like you were happy I picked it on when we talked about last episode, I was like, damn, fuck yeah, Steven's going to be into this. We're set. If Nick doesn't like it, whatever. Fuck it. Fuck it. Okay. But uh, but anyways, <laughs> I, a I did words. like this movie a lot. Open my eyes a lot. I'm going to say four. Four stars. Mm. I'm going four. Four stars from mm. It's not four or five for me. It's not three five. Nick, four. let's hear what you got to say about it. 
I, w- I would like I would like to finish cleanup here. Okay. No, you cleaned I feel, like, up. I feel like I'm going to open a can too of much in Halo back in the day. No, I like it. I like Nick. I like Nick batting last year. Steve, why don't you go? All ahead? right. Well, I've all. I obviously like this movie. I've had this movie. It's it's been something I've had on my laptop for years, and I always keep a lot of digital content um, on my laptop. Just in case that the power goes out or anything, or you know, yeah, there's yeah. been long term power power outages and stuff where it's like just having some good content uh, just on your laptop. It can kind of like pass the time for sure. And in in a small event like that, which I've definitely used it for for sure in power outages, which has been really nice. Um, even though you can't use it for that long. So when did you first watch? Did you watch it right when it came out? I I can't remember exactly when it, it came first out in 2016. It. It must have been right around that time or at maybe a year or two after. I'm not sure. But I was into it from the very first time I saw it. I've always liked the movie. It was uh, interesting seeing a true story perspective. Like I said, how much of it was really dramatized, who knows. But they did a really good job with showing how how the business worked and what they were actually doing. And and you, that's why you liked it so much? The, the little, uh, the kind of shadiness. Yeah, I think it was interesting. Like you said, we grew up around that time. But we didn't obviously know this stuff was happening, right? We're eating our Cheerios. Don't <laughs> <laughs> steal that. That was me. All right, go go ahead, go ahead. All right, I think overall, I'm kind of between a three, five, or a four on this one. But I think I'm gonna go with a four. Okay, he's going the four. Wow. Going with a four. We got him on the. Now, floor. I don't think Do I don't think fours. I would uh, just pick this movie and normally a four over as like a movie overall, but I think it's because it's had such a big impact on me and I've had it on my computer for so long and I I've think watched that's a it higher for that, so many years. I think it's like one of those things that I, it deserves a little bit of a. It deserves an extra half star. For in my me, opinion. picking a movie, I think that's the first time Steven's like really gotten up in the fours. Yeah, which I'm okay mm. with. I know I'm you okay are really. I don't think you gave. I don't think you gave Big Lebowski a four. You didn't actually. I oh no, did. Big Lebowski sucks. No, definitely not. And then you fell in love with it. That was it. trash. I don't see any more Kaluas around here, but Kaluas. You can't do Kaluas yeah. too much. They're very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> They're very sweet. All right, Nick. All right, let me let me tear, prepare my tear this one. Come on, Ben Stiller. Um. All right, so the movie wasn't terrible. I'll give you that. Uh, there were parts that I did like. I'm just going to have to knock this on a couple different playing fields here. Okay. You guys you guys shit on me till the cows co- come home on Gone Girl. And let me tell you okay. something. You got a grudge that's gone. Jobs. Girl. Jobs? Jobs. Art of Racing in the Rain, Big Short, War Dogs, four out of the five we've picked, uh-huh. narration movies. Jobs and Big Short are this movie. You got two guys... Big short, especially if you take you take the two the two uh, shitty low level guys who are trying to get in the stock trading, and you trade stocks with guns. Same movie, same exact movie. The big short jobs in this movie are all the same movie, and this movie's already been done. It's it's called it's called Lord of War, and it was made in two thousand five oh, with Nick Nicholas Cage. Cage. Never I would, seen I would, it. Nicholas Cage. I'm surprised. Trent doesn't know because he's got a hard on for Nick Cage. That's not go watch true. the go watch the trailer. <laughs> go watch the trailer. It's the same Fake movie. News. I will also say, probably one of the worst Jonah Hill movies I've seen in the sense that like he just wasn't 
it just wasn't his best movie. Like it just, he was a, he was a dick, um, which, you know, take it for what it's worth. I just didn't like that. He screwed him over in the end. Um, I didn't like the ending of the movie. I didn't like that. It ended with Bradley Cooper in this kind of, I don't know. And also no way his wife, we didn't even talk about his wife. How is his wife (laughs) taking him back? His wife literally finds out that he's like, and and maybe this is true. I don't know. But how is his wife going to be like, oh, you sell illegal firearms um, and you lied to me. Okay, I'll get back with you. Like that's, I just hated that story. I, I don't think she's ever getting back with them. Um, I could go on and on, but this movie was literally, go literally on, on, on. the big short. The big short. It was the same movie as the big short. What? Started from it's the bottom. The now we're here. It's not the same. Yes. It's literally how a narrative movie following two guys. The big two guys. I could see how. Literally sub- substitute the guns with stocks and it's the same thing. Oh, we're going to find out how to manipulate this, this market that we didn't know existed. And now we're going to make a shit ton of money off of it. And you saw the ending coming. It just was predictable to me. I I'm going to slap that. this one with the two... F- Two five. Oh, two five. Nick's salty, five salty, salty gone girl. Cranky Munez. Cranky Munez. Over oh, in they're Denver. The same, they're the same movies. Okay, okay, okay. They're I like it. Movies. I respect the opinion. We we need that because you know some people are listening to this and they don't like the movie either. They agree with you, Nick. And they agree very with you. Few people. There's more that agree with Cranky, <laughs> of course. Well, yeah. I mean, if you go off Google, we're on the we're in the right here. We know. But but I just love how you were like. Like, this is a different movie for Trent. I didn't expect him to hit it. And it's like, really? Like, you guys both love Jobs. You both love the big show. Hell yeah, we do. Hell love yeah. this movie. Well, they're all they're all good. I mean, even if even Nick, if they also are a true story, so you can't really knock it too. Even much, if they you know? are, yeah. Similar. So it's Jobs. So is Jobs, and so is the Big Short. They're all true stories. Even if following they are, two people or multiple people getting really successful, that much. it's the same. Even if they are the similar, I will admit I've given all those movies top reviews. Yeah, me too. They are similar, yeah. great movies. Nick hates on them. Yeah, at least you're consistent. At least you're consistent with your reviews. I'm just glad no, I got. I love I loved the Big Short. Oh yeah, I yeah, for short. sure, for sure. Jobs was trash, I, but I enjoy these biography movies for some reason. I think it's because of the the true story aspect and the, and the Hollywood aspect, the merge of both of them. I love who's, a true story. Aspect. Whose turn is it next? I don't even know. Is it? It's mine. Oh, it's, and I'm ready to freak that. Oh, leak. freak that! Oh, I, I bet I know Nick's leak this week. What is it? What do you think it is? You have no idea. You have no idea. But let's hear it. Ooh, I think it's. I was gonna say you were gonna. Pull American Psycho out of your out of your pocket because you've been talking no, about Christian that, that's Bale. That's on my list. I've actually got a movie that I'm like so excited to do, oh. but I I I don't. I'm not going to pick it next week because okay. I I can't come on here and shit on this movie for being too similar to the other ones that we did, and then pick this movie I want to pick because it, oh, it has a similar theme. Can. Come on, Nick, pick what you um, but want. No, as long as I it's haven't, not like Gone Girl. <laughs> no, I, I have a, I have another movie that I really like. All right, go ahead, go nice. ahead, go ahead. Um, I've only picked one comedy since I've been on here, and it was Days and Confused, so I'm going to follow that up with another comedy, another comedy I really like, okay. and that is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, good pick. Good flick. Good flick. Right, we're, we're, we're on board. Great movie. We're on board. I knew you guys would be. Yeah, how could you not be? Paul Rudd, Goodness gracious. Jason Segal. That movie yeah, is good movie, classic. Good movie. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. One of his man. better ones. True. Small role, yeah, but still funny. One of his better ones, true. Um, cool, I'm, ex- I'm excited well, We that. are hypocritical critics, compadres without credentials. That's right. So do not take anything we say to heart. 
We try our best to get, you know, the best information out there every week, different movie. And if you can throw five stars in a review pick. on that platform, it's really going to help us. We appreciate it. Throw a review on there too. It That's really right. helps out. And follow us on the Instagram at, at hypocritic underscore podcast.